genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. That was a little PBS and I'm used to. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And uh, today on the show, we'll be discussing episodes four through seven of Marco Polo, uh, the first doctor's fifth story. Hopefully you guys tuned into last week's episode where we did... Uh, episodes one through three of the mm-hmm. saga this really it really it really is like i'm always I'll, I'll be honest i'm not like i'm always a little bit uh weary when i find out that we're about to do like a seven parter uh uh-huh. but but this one more than the others really was like yeah this needed to be seven parts this is kind of an uh, uh an epic which is shocking to feel that way, considering nothing exists. It's so, like we're just, it's so yeah. yeah, yeah. We're staring at. I'm staring at photographs. Right. I yeah. It, it was. It was almost more like listening to an audiobook than watching anything. Yeah. Um, the subtitles were very helpful when there were, you know, like uh, a water drops on the doctor's face. You know. Marco Polo, Part Four, The Wall of Lies. Written by John Lucarotti. Directed by Waris Hussein and John Crockett. Produced by Verity Lambert. Script edited by David Whitaker. Air date, March 14th, 1964. Barbara is quickly rescued by Ian just as he, Marco, and Tagana arrive at the secret cave. After returning to the caravan, Tagana continues his unending campaign of deception and gaslighting, this time by making Marco suspicious of Susan and Ping Cho's pure and selfless friendship. Barbara argues that the only reason any of this happened is because she followed Tagana into the secret cave. Given the choice between trusting Tagana or any woman, Marco decides to take Tagana's advice and separate the two young girls. As the saddest convoy ever makes its way to the next station, Tagana continues his blitzkrieg of mischief by revealing to Marco that the Doctor has a second key to the TARDIS and has been secretly hanging out there without telling Marco Polo. Marco takes the keys, scolds the Doctor something fierce, and warns him that if he ever lies to Marco again, the TARDIS will be destroyed. The Fun V arrives at the banks of the Great Yellow River. There, Tagana hires some local hoods to attack his own convoy in two nights as they make their way through a bamboo forest. Finally having enough of hanging out with Marco Polo, Ian decides to cut his losses and escape. Before he can silently murder the man standing guard, Ian discovers that someone has already done it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, today we're starting things off with part four, The Wall of Lies, continuing the tradition of the story having really cool episode titles. Um, 
And yeah, so this episode, uh, part three ended with uh, Susan seeing the the painting with the moving, uh, quote, moving eyes. <laughs> they move! <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so so uh, Marco, Ian, and Tigana arrive, and they find, uh, they find Barbara. Are you trying to overpronounce his name so it sounds the most like Tegan? <laughs> oh, it is like doing? Tigana, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I'm looking at the wiki now for reference, and I, yeah, Tigana just came out. Tigana, Tigana, Tigana. Okay. Yeah, Tigana, 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 Sarah, Tigana, Sarah. That's uh, when Marco Polo finds yeah, out about all, the all rock superstars. The that ca- the Canadian, uh, you know, tw- Canadian twin folk group. Um, uh, <laughs> Actually, are they even? You couldn't even consider them a folk group. They started definitely, out that definitely way, and then the they became stuff. like, and then they became this this other yeah. thing. pop yeah. in a good way. I love, I love their new albums. Yeah, pop, pop, pop Canadian, Canadian pop, pop duo, duo. Can- Canadian pop duo, Tegan and Sarah, Tegan and Sarah, Tegan and Sarah. What's great about this is we're already like hour two. We're in hour two mode, but this is like the top of the episode to the listeners. So. Yeah, so the so the every, every it's everyone just kind of chills. They're like, okay, well, Barbara got captured, but whatever. They go back to the they go back to the caravan, and just uh, Tagana is in full. I just he's never not lying. I just really appreciate just how guns blazing he this guy is the whole story. He's just lying through his teeth about yeah. every and just like antagonizing these people, like it's like it's his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's kind of I mean I don't want to I don't want to pull on Cass's heartstrings here but he's kind of the Loki <laughs> there, there, yeah, there is a Loki quality to him because he he, he, is, he is shameless he is shameless yeah he's just he's just I I know we can't he's he's stirring the pot he he yeah. God, oh my he, god he pours the water out on the sand for no reason I know like That's, an yeah. asshole yeah right oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so so Barbara's like, <laughs> "What are you going to do without water?" <laughs> Here's what I think of your precious water, brother. Uh, no. Yeah, but so yeah, so Barbara's like, "The only reason I was in that stupid freaking cave was because I was following this chucklehead." And Tegan is like, "That's BS. I was never in that cave." And. Uh, and then something really bummed me out. Marco decides to decides to I guess quash the beef by separating Pink Joe and Susan, saying they can't hang out anymore, <laughs> which broke my heart. Because uh, they're they're just two little weirdos. They're just so lost. And yeah, I, I'm I'm I like I, I, yeah I, I get what Scott's saying. I do wish Susan had like another person her age, like after this, mm-hmm. her age, like she's like a 23 mm-hmm. year old woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the character's she? age? She's, she's twenty. She is. She is simultaneously twenty three, sixteen, and yes. nine. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised at some point she's not just like riding a tricycle. What's really, oh what's really, what's really great. What's really crazy about like you know, with like a little beanie with like a helicopter, yes, 100%, yeah, uh, and a giant lollipop. lollipop. Uh, in in the show in the in the, in the not in the modern show like 
<laughs> they'll they'll do like re- they'll reference Susan sometimes, or you'll find like a photograph of her, and it's very like reverential, you know, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, and like knowing now what kind of character Susan is, stuff like that is just hilarious to me. Because <laughs> yeah, she was just this big kind of creepy kid lady that is so nice. Um, <laughs> it makes every not so nice. Is Marco Polo uh, screaming, Oh, yes, me. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Pink Cho's like, No, please, I have one friend in this whole godforsaken desert. And yeah, and then, like, like it's a fight, like it's a Street Fighter movie. He's like, Obey me. Um, <laughs> and the doctor's yeah. like, Well, you can't argue with that. Uh, she should <laughs> obey him. Um, but uh, I, this also, this episode also features the iconic line. I don't know about that Chinese girl. She works. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. Um, and again, yeah, the first, as soon as you said that, the first thing I thought of was, like, the 12th Doctor and Bill, like, rolling their yeah. eyes. And I was like, mm. that, yeah, that was so yeah. – such a smart move on mm. Moppet's part. And you poor and savage. You, yeah, you poor uh, savage. Also, also, also included. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, so, so Tagana like, – yeah, like a tattling little B-word – just is like, hey, the doctor. The doctor has a second key to his caravan. He's in there right now. If we just, wa- he's gonna come out. Watch. And Marcus like, shut up. Like, no. But then, sure enough, the doctor does come out of the TARDIS, and they get into a big fight, and thus calling. So Marco Polo steals the doctor's now actual only key, and um, <laughs> the doctor like flips out, and that's when he calls him a, a, a poor, stupid savage. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I, for some reason, I've just, I really got in my head that, uh, that the reason that he calls him a poor savage is because Marco Polo hadn't heard of Tegan and Terry yet. <laughs> you poor savage. Never heard. L- so you, and then he plays yeah, closer. <laughs> um, and Marco's in it. Ah, Tegan and Sarah. Oh, my God. You've never heard the con, you poor, stupid savage. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of Doc, of Doctor of Doctor Who Banna. <laughs> Early two thousand alt rock guy. Oh my um, god. Just to get a Sarah. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I, I it'd be interesting to see what someone like the doctor if like someone who's out who's you know, living outside of time and it's and it's difficult to portray that on a TV show because he can't, he can only travel to the sixties when he's in the sixties, when the show was in the 60s. Oh, sure. The actual so present so is forth. off so, limits. So it's yeah. really right. Right. So it's, so it's hard to, it's hard to really calculate, but it would be interesting if like the doctor was real, like what his favorite groups were, because would the Beatles mean anything to him if they were just like, just another right, music like who, group? You know, all of time, you know, it's almost more like what I think about kids now, like if if you were like Mm -hmm. a 14 year old kid and and you read about Mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin the way I did, you know, like Led Zeppelin. okay, they could just like if they're on if they're on Spotify, they could listen to all of Led Zeppelin in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. And that's how the doctor probably would experience pop culture, which is like absent of time, absent of context. And I'm just like, that's weird how, right. like, kids today almost have – would relate to him more than we would. <laughs> yeah. 
It's true because, like, you know, they're yeah, all time travelers Yeah, because David Tennant would reference like the Muppet movie and Harry Potter and like a seventies punk band in like one episode. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I was just thinking because I was just thinking about like the idea that the first Doctor would be really into <laughs> Tegan Sarah, even like more than like the Beatles or Elvis <laughs> yeah. or something. And 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 it's just be like, oh yeah, because he could be because like you know, it doesn't matter to him. Get, music, yeah, music history. Yeah, there's nothing. Right. He, has, he doesn't have that prejudice that so many people have about like the music kids are listening to. You yeah, because yeah. it's all they're all because we're all kids to him. Right. Right. Uh, that's cool. That's fun because uh, it's like simultaneously happening and already having happened. Yeah, it, it, he could be truly right. objective. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that level of objectivity is something I mm-hmm. would be interested mm-hmm. in. Uh, Maybe something in the next, in the next go around. Anyway. Uh, so they get so they get to the <laughs> yellow, so they get to the Yellow River again. Like I remember thinking, I've never wanted to be in a Doctor Who story less. Like I've, I'm yeah. normally there's always a fair bit of like escapism. Like oh yeah, to be to be solving mysteries with Agatha Christie or to be on pop, but like I don't want to be in the Gobi Desert <laughs> with 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 Barbara. No. I don't want any of this to be happening to me. I'm so glad no. I'm, I'm so glad I'm in no. my bed right now. <laughs> well, there and there's this there's this great bit where the uh, the the like bandits yeah. or whatever are are um, attacking are going to attack them. And they're like, well, let's scare them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're near this bamboo forest. Is that in this? No, yeah, no, it, it, the next it's one? totally, it, totally part four. Okay, it is yeah. part four. Okay, so like, yeah, let's scare them off. And then again, Ian comes to comes to save everyone with. With uh, science, and he's like, "Well, we'll just we'll just use this bamboo. We'll throw it in it'll fire. Make, it'll and make it'll an awful noise. They'll... Yeah, and they'll all run away scared, and it'll be amazing." <laughs> Ian is um, active just, in this I story. Love that. He is, and, and he's active in like a way that makes yeah. sense yeah. because he's a science he's teacher. Got, like, a Milo from Atlantis thing going on, where he's like he's using his smarts yeah. to save the day, kind of in a way. Normally, that doc, yeah. yeah. Normally, like Ian is active, like punching people active, but I like <laughs> right. outsmarting people, Ian, better than yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it's taking advantage of him being a high school teacher or a primary school teacher, right? And yeah. not like you know a yeah. a, a punching, kicking, uh, pecs. <laughs> <laughs> right, pecs. Oh, pecs. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> pecs. Um, hashtag pecs. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I just imagine wearing a shirt that says that no, with no, no context. Yeah. Truly a shirt for I like nine, nine people. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Pex lives. What does that mean? Um, anyway. Uh, oh God. Well, yeah, so um, they, so yeah, so Ian, so, so, Ian like, uh, knocks out a, he does knock out a guard. Well, we, he's going to knock out a, knock out a guard, and this is the, the cliffhanger, but the guard is already dead. Right. Some, some, some yeah. He cuts through the mm-hmm. tent in a, in a nice With piece like a of, plate. nice <laughs> piece of animated, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He breaks a plate and cuts through the tent, but like, the, in the reconstruction, they sort of like animate it, so his, like, his, his little paper doll yeah. arm like cuts through the tent. Yeah. yeah. Marco Polo Part 5, Rider from Shang 2, 
written by John Lugarotti, directed by Waris Hussein and John Crockett, produced by Verity Lambert, script edited by David Whitaker, air date March 21st, 1964. His guilt getting the best of him, Ian decides to warn the others of the danger. While Marco and Tagana arm themselves, Ian uses his science smarts to drop a bunch of bamboo onto a fire, causing a noisy explosion that scares the bandits away. To celebrate scaring all the bandits away, Marco lets Susan and Pingcho hang out again, and Susan is relieved and delighted to have her first and only same-age friend back in her life. Everyone but Marco Polo kind of just assumes that Tagana is habitually betraying them, but Marco himself is distracted by the arrival of a messenger who's traveled 300 miles on 300 horses to tell Marco Polo to hurry the heck up and get to Chengting already. While Marco and the others hurry off to the city, Tagana plots to steal the TARDIS again. Ping Cho, finally overcome by Susan's childlike friendship, risks everything by giving her new friend the keys to the TARDIS that Marco has been keeping in his diary. As the group prepare to escape the clutches of Marco Polo, Susan leaves to say goodbye to Ping Cho, but instead of her first and only friend waiting for her, Susan is grabbed by Tagana. And that, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and that brings us to Good part stuff. five, Rider from Shang 2, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't, in retrospect, I don't know if that dude deserved to be, to have an episode named after him, but... <laughs> um, but again, like well, looking at it as like chapter titles of a book. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a very short chapter about a writer from. It was Ling Tao, right? Who? Ling, the writer? Ling Tao? Yeah, Ling Tao. Well, the writer yeah, the named writer. Shang, Shang Ling, Tu. Ling no, Tao. Shang Tu is the place. No, no. Right. Oh, oh, the writer's Shang from Shang Tu. That's true. Yeah, I forgot the writer's name. Yeah. Um, Ling, yeah, he, it's Ling Tao. He freaking Tao. booked it, but that doesn't happen yet. So, uh, <laughs> so Ian. Well, I mean, we can we can talk about it all out of order because we were doing the oh, recap. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So um, this dude yeah. booked like thirty miles, right? He said through the three. No, no, three hundred miles, miles through the Gobi Desert. Uh, three three hundred miles running the horses ragged for three miles and then switching horses. So he went through a hundred so horses crazy. in twenty four hours. And they put down each horse after it was no. Done. <laughs> no, no. No, that's why he only ran. No, I just remember the wastefulness of that was why it was funny. Um, yeah, to me, to me, <laughs> the wastefulness, not the uh, blatant, uh, the, the blatant disrespect for right? animal that's life. What, that's what I mean by wastefulness. Every the... life is valuable, and wasting wasting a whole good horse. Um, but yeah, man, on three miles, and he was of also riding. wearing. And he was also wearing bells the whole time. He said to to let the people. At his at his at his stops, no. See, this is what's so interesting. Yeah, like this writer so clearly did an obscene amount of research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did he set this all up? Like, he ran a marathon. There, and, there, like, well, there, there had to have been people... people whose job it is to wait at those posts with a fresh horse. But how did they the know bells, to do that? Scott, that they hear him coming with the bells. Okay, so the bells, the bells mean they hear the bells and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, I, I think needs they should already. Yeah, but, they, but they, the job is to have a horse at the ready at all times to keep right. the horse hydrated and fed so that when he's you a messenger. hear someone. It's like yeah, the, he's a messenger. Oh, yeah. I see. I forget what the Wild West okay. one. The yeah, Pony Express. Pony Express. Yeah. It's like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, gotcha. yeah, but, but right, a pretty hardcore enough. version of the, of the Pony Express. So, yeah, Ian finds a guard. 
and warns everyone about a guard dying in Tanaga, Tanaga, uh, Tegana, whatever, <laughs> Tegana Sarah. Uh, Tegana Sarah. Yeah, it, it, it's really just like these two men like fighting over the ear of, of Marco Polo. And a little bit closer. Oh, a little bit closer. Huh? Uh, I wasn't 19 years old then. Uh, oh, man. I know what I'm going to be doing to myself with myself for the rest of the day is I'm fluttering about my apartment. Um, <laughs> Listening to Tegan and Sarah and singing Italian, along yeah, with the saying Tegan and Sarah titles. Uh, so... Yeah, so then the bamboo thing, the bamboo thing happens where it explodes noisily, and uh, a couple of people die. Uh, Tagana legit kills someone. Uh, oh yeah, he kills someone because he's about to like find him. He's about to rat him out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so after the attack, everyone kind of realizes what's important most in life and uh, reunite Susan and Pingcho. Um, and everyone's <laughs> allowed to to walk freely again, and not be be prisoners. Right. This, uh, this, this large man in Chang Ting, um, uh, I don't remember his name. It's like Wang Li or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I, I forget exactly what it is. Uh, but this guy, like, okay, so all of the, um, the, the faux Asian Caucasians (laughs) are pretty bad. This guy is like next level terrible. No, the... Like the um, innkeeper no. or whatever he is. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, the yeah. innkeeper guy. Yeah, yeah, the big, the big, the the, the chubbier okay, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he has like the mm-hmm. high pitched voice and. See, I thought. Oh, oh I thought boy. he was. Uh, he, I know exactly who you're talking about because I thought he was Kubla Khan for like two episodes. I was like, oh. is that Kubla Khan? And then, and then we met Kubla Khan, and I was like, oh okay. Uh, yeah, he's not great. He's yeah. he's. He's he's only no. we're almost in breakfast at Tiffany's territory with him. Like um, yes, yeah. this, this yeah. whole story is mm-hmm. problematic because they used yellow face, but like yep. most of them are pretty chill. This guy has no chill and is super offensive. Yes, like it mm-hmm. is him, him and the guy that is introduced in the next episode. Those yes. two especially are the two really, really, yeah. really bad ones. But we'll we'll save him because I have a lot of things to say about that guy <laughs> in episode six. So the so the the message writer who whose name I can now confirm is Ling Tao uh, arrives with a message that's saying like, "Hey, the caravan is is being called to the or Marco is being called to the city of Changting." And uh, you, you gotta, you gotta go. And so Marco's like, okay. I felt again. I just felt so bad for the freaking companions and the doctor because now they have to ride on horseback for like six days. I think Marco Polo said. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. yeah. So so they get to the city. Um. Tagana is just scheming on the low. Uh. And we meet. Right. Uh. Oh, Ku Ku Kuju's yeah, in. Kuju is in. Okay. The, oh, the guy with the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. Eye patch guy. Isn't yeah. Ku- yeah. Yeah, I I patch on the monkey. I patch on the uh, monkey is my favorite seventies. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I knew that was I knew that was coming. I knew as soon as I said it. As soon as I said it, I was like, he's not going to be able to resist. That was I an pat- album title. I and he's going to say it. I patch on the monkey. It does sound um, like a band. Yeah. I yeah no. Sorry. Uh, Kuju Kuju is Kuju and the other guy like Wang Wang Ping or Wang. Ting Hang on, or, let I, me look it up. I don't. His, his name isn't in the. 
His name isn't okay. in the wiki. Yeah. I know Wang it's Lo. like Wing or Wong or Wang Lo. What is it? Yeah. Wang Lo. Wang Lo. Okay. Um, so so yeah, uh, uh, Wang Lo and Kuju are like next level bad mm-hmm. as far as Yellow mm-hmm. Face is concerned. Um, Kuju, I mean, Kuju is just like this crazy guy. He he really he does look like I will give him credit. He looks like an anime <laughs> character. Not that they knew, not that they knew what sure. that was when they were well, making this. This is what anime. This is um, what anime characters were designed off of. Is characters like this guy? Yeah, I mean, he really just looks like just like a random dude in like an a- yeah. episode of Avatar or some guy in Cowboy Bebop <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. He's just he's got like a he's got the eye patch and he's he's like suns out, guns out, and he's got like a monkey, a pet mm-hmm. monkey on his shoulder. He's like he's like a he's like a monkey pirate. Who, who, uh, and listeners, I can't overstate how how fake the monkey looks on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a stuffed it's a stuffed animal monkey that he just has propped on his shoulder. It doesn't move. Uh, and then the episode uh, the episode ends with so Ping Cho. So Marco Polo has been keeping the key to the TARDIS inside of his journal that he's been narrating with. And uh, Ping Cho has promised Marco Polo that he won't tell she won't tell anyone. Or the key is, but her friendship with Susan, Susan's <laughs> kindness is so pure and so strong that Pink Show risks everything to help her friend and uh, gives the TARDIS key to Susan. And uh, the two the two friends, uh, like two ships passing in the night, uh, say goodbye <laughs> to each other. But then uh, but then she's grabbed by uh, Tagana at the end. And it's uh, that's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, have, no, yeah, yeah. I have an interesting note about our iPatch friend. Um, Great. Because we were talking oh. about, like, the Indiana Jones map. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this yes. guy has a monkey, like the bad guy in Indiana Jones. Dude was literally, dude the was Nazi literally monkey. in Indiana Jones. The Raiders of the Which Lost one? Ark. <laughs> oh, wow. Was he the guy no, with the Nazi not. monkey? He's the guy that translates the staff oh. for Indiana Jones. Oh my god, I remember that guy. Oh my right? god, that's Good amazing. Oh, Someone what? from Raiders of the Lost Ark was in this. Right? And he was yeah. in yellow face and had a stuffed yeah. monkey on his shoulder. Show business. In mm. the 60s. Man, now I wish the Indiana Jones guys <laughs> Man, were on here. He stayed, he, stayed, he stayed working. That's like almost a 20-year difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marco Polo Part 6, Mighty Kublai Khan Written by John Lucarati Directed by Waris Hussein and John Crockett Produced by Verity Lambert Script edited by David Whitaker Air date, March 28th, 1964 Tagana holds Susan hostage in exchange for the TARDIS keys to be returned to Marco Polo Ian agrees to Tagana's demands and places the blame on himself for the whole plot. Ian lays it all out on the table by explaining to Marco the true, spectacular nature of the TARDIS. But unfortunately for Ian, Marco Polo is the worst. He thinks Ian is just covering for Ping Cho, who is truly behind all of this. Overhearing this, Ping Cho decides to cut her losses and flee the caravan. Finally arriving at Kublai Khan's palace, the Doctor and Kublai Khan form a common bond over how old they both are. Ian finds Ping Cho hiding out in a small town, but on their way to reunite with the others, they are met by Tagana, 
who is now wielding a sword. Uh, so part, part six. Wow. Mighty Kublai Khan. Kub- yeah, Kublai the British Khan. accent really hits that eye, I noticed in the story. Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Mm-hmm. They really, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll say this is probably one of the most distracting instances of the, I mean, granted, it's not, I don't think that it's established yet at this point, um, but the idea that the TARDIS translates by giving everyone a British accent, right? Um, yeah. this is the most distracting version mm-hmm. of that. Because uh, it's weird seeing a bunch of... Or hearing, hearing a bunch just, of British people. Yeah, hearing a bunch of British people obviously being Asian characters, but, like, being very <laughs> British. I don't know. The whole thing is very... Like, on- Mongolian characters yeah. that are... I don't know. It was really distracting, this so, story. So the doctor, uh, Tagana, manages to bargain a suit... Tagana especially. Tagana is the most like. Here's your water, rich. Marco Polo. I know. <laughs> yeah. By order of the Kublik Khan. Ugh. A lot of that. A lot of that. Mm. Bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> I think my favorite part about this episode is the fact that the doctor like plays backgammon. Um and yeah. he oh, like yeah. is winning. He has like a, like half of the empire now. Is that's it? in that's in seven. That's in Aww. seven. Yeah, mm. not game. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. So yeah. the doctor. Really so Marco Polo about has. Board games. So Marco Polo has <laughs> yes. the uh, he has the key again, and uh, as the journey is now finally, God willing, yeah. Well, Ian Ian tells um, Ian tells uh, Marco the truth about the TARDIS because he's like, you don't even know what you have, you stupid mm-hmm. idiot. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. You're not going to believe yeah. it, but I'm going to tell you it's a time machine. I'm from the future. I That thing travels in time. And, and Marco Polo literally is just like, yeah, okay. Right? You're all demented. Like, and it's just, yeah. It's like, you're, you're all demented. And. I'm and and obviously you being this crazy means the only person who could be responsible for stealing the king is or stealing the key is Ping Cho. So we're just gonna have to kill yeah, him. Ping Cho's like bye and just and Ping Cho's like he she hears that and she's like oh I am out of here. Um, but yeah, like he literally says something like you you're saying that 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 caravan of yours can. What is it? What is he? How does he put it? Like outrun yeah, the sun, or like how does he Marco put it? Um, I don't. Yeah, something yeah. to do with the sun. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was really weird and like I, it was well written in that. Like, I guess that is how someone would right word traveling because, like, through time and they don't have 1200. like mechanized <laughs> time telling devices at, at this point. So like their right. marker for time is the sun, right? So that, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It was a really well-written line, It was, but it, yeah, it struck me as just like, oh, man. He just has no idea what he, like, I was surprised that he could even grasp mm-hmm. what time travel was. Uh, but he understood and then came to the conclusion that Ping Cho is the <laughs> only person responsible because everyone else around him mm-hmm. is insane. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, they go to, they go to meet Kublai Khan, or they go, um. Well, they well they say Ian should go when they go to meet 
Kublacon and that Tagano should be there. Uh, so they go back to uh, mm-hmm. the city, and then uh, we find out that Kuju is actually <laughs> Kud- yeah yeah Kuju right. Kuju has has stolen Kuju. the TARDIS, uh, which I, which is great. <laughs> Just stole it. So they have another. Um, they have another. They finally. They finally really hardcore uh, have a conversation with Marco Polo about Ping Chow marrying a seventy-year-old guy. Yeah, it's yeah, but they're she's still yeah, gonna have to yeah. do it because that's just how it is. Like you can't, you can't like get. You can't renegotiate that. Uh, that mm-hmm. marriage um which is a which is an issue i think my i mean my favorite part of this episode though is uh when they finally get to kublai khan's uh kingdom his palace, uh yeah whatever mansion palace that's the word palace um when you when they get to the palace and <laughs> they're like you bow for kublai khan and the doctor's like i don't yeah. want to i'm I have old arthritis like <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, yeah, my back hurts. I don't want to bow for him. And they're like, you will do it. And he, will, and he won't do it. But then, like, he, he, like, hurts his back. And then Kublai Khan is just like, oh, what's wrong? Your back hurt? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sucks to be old. And he's like, I know, right <laughs> up top. And then they just, like, they, like, bond over being, like, old and hurty. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the best. It's the best. I love it. I love the doctor being old and belligerent. Yeah. Um, it's his best. It's his true self. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, so uh, yeah, we, we ended with another like person trade off uh, with Ian threatening to kill Kuju. And then, uh, and okay, again, yeah. I have to remind listeners, we watched this episode listening to dialogue and seeing a series of like photographs, like sequential photographs. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the 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 cliffhanger of this episode is Tagana laughing and slicing a sword through the air menacingly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't overstate how what a non-event that was. When, it, when that when that's what when that's what ended the YouTube video, I actually had to be like, wait, what? What? And because it's like you don't even you don't even hear. Because the the, the subline said the the subtitle says he slices the air with his sword. Yeah. So it's kind of waiting to hear like a, whoosh, whoosh, but no, it's just a photo of a guy holding up a sword, and then it just smiling, and smiling, and just go, then it's over. <laughs> it was really weird. Tagana and his sword. Yeah, Tagana, Tagana and sword. Because <laughs> it's not even again. I can't really imagine. <laughs> And he said, come on. Oh, my God. (laughs) Doesn't that literally how, like, he doesn't he literally say, like, come, come here or whatever? (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. (laughs) Marco Polo Part 7, Assassin at Peking. Written by John Lucarotti. Directed by Waris Hussein and John Crockett. Produced by Verity Lambert. Script edited by David Whitaker. Air date, April 4th, 1964. Tagana manages to escape after his fight with Ian and is stopped by a group of soldiers. Ian and Ping Cho ride on to Peking, while Tagana, well and truly going for it, switches sides and joins Noghai Khan. 
who is warring with Kublai Khan. Back at the capital city, the Doctor and Kublai Khan are locked in a battle of backgammon. The Doctor has amassed a great deal of winnings, but loses it all on a failed bet to win back the TARDIS. Tagana returns to the city and tries to convince the Khan that the Doctor and Marco Polo are his enemies. The others tell Khan that it is Tagana who is the enemy. Kublai Khan doesn't know who to believe. Pincho is given some good news that the man she was supposed to marry has passed away from being so old. Free now to do whatever she likes, Pincho decides to just stay where she is now. Marco and the others protect the Khan from Tagana, who engages in a very long, very evenly matched sword fight with Marco Polo. Upon losing, Tagana takes his own life rather than be captured by the Khan and his guards. Marco Polo finally returns the TARDIS keys to the Doctor, who himself stole them from the Time Lords on Gallifrey, and wishes his prisoners turned uneasy allies a safe journey well the hell away from him. Marco Polo returns to Venice, becomes a prisoner of war for several months, returns to Venice again, never pays his taxes, and dies bedridden in his home of illness. Good night, everybody. And, so, uh, and then, and that brings us to anyway. the final part, Assassin at Peking. Again, really cool title. And uh, the, the hype of that ending is quickly quelched when uh, a bunch of soldiers come and uh, Kuju is just kind of yep. killed in the crossfire. Uh, but once again, just yep. the Loki of this story, Tigana is able to completely <laughs> escape blame or even suspicion. Yeah. And he ends up, he ends up uh, pledging his allegiance to like, what is it? What yeah, is no guy. No yeah, guy. the guy he no works guy. for. No guy. Right, right. He pledges allegiance to him. Um, and, and as if like we needed further confirmation that Tigana was the bad guy. Uh, I don't know. Cass, would you? Um, uh, we're at your favorite part now. You want to tell the, uh, oh, the heck, listeners heck yeah. a, mm-hmm, so, like, about the yeah? I love it. Just cuts to the Doctor and Kublikon playing backgammon, and the Doctor is up like half of the Empire. Like they're betting, and the the Con is just keeps losing. So the Doctor's like, "All right." <laughs> I I feel like I do feel like it's important to note that they are playing backgammon. On yes. <laughs> Kublai Khan's throne, they're sitting in chairs on either side of his throne and have the game set up on the throne. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's oh amazing. Anyway, continue. And so he he's like, all right, I, I've been having a win streak, so I'm gonna bet um, this gift that Marco Polo hasn't given you yet, but it's pretty cool. I want it back, and then he loses, uh, which is so good. <laughs> Uh, I just, oh my god. <laughs> he, okay, so so specifically, he has won. They have played so much that he <laughs> has won at this point. 35 elephants, 4,000 white stallions, 25 tigers, the sacred tooth of the Buddha, and the entire commerce of Burma oh for a gosh. year. That's what he's won and I in love, backgammon. I love that he's so trying far. to talk the doctor down like, He's like, well, I haven't even seen this gift yet. Why don't you just have the entire island of Sumatra? And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. And then his wife shows up and he's like, oh, you can't tell her I've been gambling. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah. And then um, Marco finally kind of admits that maybe he's been being a tool bag this whole time about the TARDIS. Yeah. 
And he's like, look, I really just yeah. wanted to go, I want to go back to Spain, dude. And Venice. Kubikons, <laughs> Venice. Yeah. Venice. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. Hey, 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 yeah. that's my people. <laughs> Get it right. And then uh, the con's like, dude, you're not going anywhere if you don't freaking win my trust back. You're going in the dirt. <laughs> you're going in the dirt. <laughs> Oh my god! And then, yeah, so they, um, they they go to steal the TARDIS back from from Tagana. and then uh, yeah, and then he, yeah, yeah, and and also uh, 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 Ping Cho gets told that her seventy five year old husband. This is my favorite thing. This is my absolute favorite thing. Okay, Ping Cho has been promised to this seventy five year old guy, very powerful man, but he's seventy five years old, and. This whole story has just been like, man, I really don't want to marry the 75-year-old guy. Well, she shows up, and she's like, all right, I'm ready. And they're like, well, funny story. Uh, so uh, you're, 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 uh, you're promised your uh, soon-to-be husband uh, found out that he was going to uh, marry a, a, a beautiful young woman. And um, he thought to himself, well... I'm 75 years old, and that's probably not a great match. So he was like, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to need an elixir of life. If I'm going to marry 16-year-old Ping Cho, I'm going to need an elixir of life because I'm not I'm – not, She doesn't I want mean, me to die a year I'm, from I'm now 75 years alone. <laughs> right, right. So he goes on a journey to find an elixir of life, finds it drinks it it ends up being complete bs and he dies (sighs) it's amazing so So he's dead uh, yeah Um, great great news for ping chow yeah and she is she's she's like happy and they're and and kubla khan is like what you're not gonna cry for your beloved right i don't even know that dude yeah yeah like what who am i crying for i don't even know who he is Mm -hmm. and now i'll never know i don't care Whatever. So, so the doctors, <laughs> the doctor, and everyone else are 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 being imprisoned again. But they are they know that uh, Tagana is going to kill the Khan because he's sworn allegiance to the Nogai. Uh, so we get one last bit of uh, of action, Ian. <laughs> and they uh, sword oh my fight. God. Yeah. So so they get to the they get to this to is the, yeah. and and, please, and please, I have please. to say okay I have to say all right so Doctor Who has. I think Cass and I both feel the same way about oh, Doctor yeah. Who and sword fights. <laughs> and they don't happen a lot, but when they happen, they are always glorious. And this is the first ever Doctor Who sword fight. It's and I so just sad feel like it doesn't exist. It's incredible. I know, but it, I feel like historically that needs to be pointed out. This is the first canonically. This is the first ever Doctor Who sword fight. Assuming that I, I, you know we're never going to see like the master and the doctor in high school right. in fencing classes right. or fencing club, which I would <laughs> give anything. To and see. I just want to remind but, the listeners: photographs and barely audio. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it goes on for like three minutes. Also, and it's I. Uh, yeah, and there's only like four it photos sucks. of the sword fight, and so it just keeps yeah. cycling through them. Yeah, <sighs> it's great. It's great, and then oh, of, I mean, of, of course, Marco wins, and uh, there he find he admits he's been a he's been a jerk and apologizes to the doctor, and 
not only does he win, but he wins and rather than face, uh, you know, face uh, his 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 crap, he just Tagana just like yeah. kills Yolo. The spear. You're not taking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just goes for it and uh, and, and, uh, and the con yeah. the Kubla Khan gives Marco Polo permission to return to Venice, and uh, yeah, uh, one last one final uh, goodbye between Ping Cho and. Susan, BFS for life, and uh, <laughs> they they continue hurtling into the starscape as a Marco Polo wonders where could they be going next. And indeed, mm-hmm. yeah, Ping Cho, Ping Cho uh, opts to stay in uh, P- Peking. Um, mm-hmm. Peking, Peking, Peking. Sure. Uh, basically, she's gonna she's gonna like hang out in Khan's court, Kubla Khan's court. Hey, man, why not? Um, at least she doesn't have to home. like marry that. Creepy yeah, I mean, guy, I get so. Well, well, but here's the thing, though. Like, I just I worry that uh, uh, choosing to remain as part of Kublai Khan's court is another way of saying like one oh. of his wives or something. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think that would be like a yeah. harem, right? Part of like the yeah. court. I think is like c- counselors. Or, yeah, like, like advisors. Court, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. that is definitely Ew. the case. And yeah. Well, the show must go on. Yeah, right. <sighs> yeah. Guys, this is my uh, favorite. So yeah. Like, this is one of my top three Hartnell stories. Uh. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I wish it existed or there was mm-hmm. like an animated version. Yeah, I, I think something. this is, I think it's it's fun. It's it's different. It's unlike anything even the Doctor Who does in the future from to, from my exposure. I think it's it, it, it gives Susan so much to do, which is great. I think Caroline Ford actually really does give a very memorable, fun performance. And it, it is great to have, have, see Susan do stuff that isn't just screaming or right. crying or running. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It does, um, watching this, it does uh, make me think, like, I don't know. I mean, they just did that um, twice upon a time, and, like, maybe maybe it's not something that uh, that uh, they want to do. Like, maybe that's not what they want to do with the brand right now. But I think it would be really cool to get David Bradley and do, like, a one-off series of first Doctor hmm. stories. Oh, yeah. I think that would be fun. Just like like six episodes or something. Not even like a full series. Just like like instead of like class. six yeah. first Doctor stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be. I think that'd be really fun. And I mean, not for nothing. And I'm not saying like let's let's. Uh, I'm not saying we we should be uh, 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 doing anything for uh, the assholes, um, but. Look, having a having another Doctor Who series with a male doctor, an established male doctor, wouldn't be the worst thing business decision wise. Would that I be the equivalent of having like um, an all boy Ghostbusters movie? I, I mean, kind of, but they were going to do that. I mean, they were going to do that. Yeah. At one point. I think that's a really cool idea um, because I do like David Bradley as um, the first Doctor, but I feel like that putting them on at the mm-hmm. same time undercuts what they're doing with like the actual 100%. show? No, not at the same time. I mean, I, obviously they wouldn't be playing okay. like concurrently in my mind. I would, I would say like she gets her, her first season wrapped up and then oh, they like kind okay. of like roll it, like another right. showrunner rolls into the William Hartnell stuff just to like fill in the, I see. the, the I see. period yeah. in between seasons. Yeah. Um, 
I think they should. I think they could do that, and it would be a lot of fun, and it'd be a cool way to sort of like get new Who fans like into mm-hmm. the classic Doctors as characters. Um, you know, obviously not the actors because it would be different right. actors portraying them. But I, um, I would, I, I, I would be. Know. It would be cool, be cool to see a new actress take on like Susan or Ian. Oh, we already have her. Oh, that's She's true. She's in um, yeah. Adventures in Space and Time. Yeah. It's all, all the pieces yeah. are there. So, Right. I mean, they've cast, I think, all of his companions except, like, <laughs> Dodo. And Right? Isn't she the only one that they haven't recast so. in something? Yeah, because they had been in Polly yeah. in um, Twice Upon a Time, and they had... Right. Uh, oh, oh Steven. Steven. They haven't though. cast Steven, right? Oh, wait. Or did they? I don't remember... Was Steven in? Yeah, no, they have cast him because he's in he's in Adventure in Space and Time. Oh, there's, there's that montage, that, right? Um, yeah. There's that – yeah, right. That montage of time passing where he keeps taking like right. uh, publicity yeah. shots with his new companions and he's getting like more <laughs> and more tired and depressed. A lot of – well, uh, so yeah. So, so this was a lot yeah. of fun. If you're – if I would definitely think it, it's, it's, it's worth going if you're interested in – the reconstructions or classic who this is definitely yeah this is one the most fun hartnell story i've yet to mm-hmm. watch oh the next one is bonkers yeah. that's like another yeah. one of my favorites but oh cool cool cool, cool. uh keys of marinus the next one <laughs> oh keys of marinus <laughs> like is this fantastic. is this is my favorite oh yeah like, serious historical um the romans is my favorite like mm-hmm. silly historical for hartnell and then keys of marinus is just my favorite bonkers crazy bananas story in hartnell mm. so yeah Keys of Marinus is oh, yeah. so good. I key, Keys of Mar- Marinus and uh, uh, yes. Dalek Invasion of Earth, I think, are my two favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are my two favorites. So, yeah, um, exciting, exciting anyway. stuff to come. And uh, if any of this sounded interesting to you guys or you enjoy this podcast, there's lots more at. <laughs> if, if it didn't sound interesting, I what know, the hell right? Yeah. Oh, God, is I, it over yet? I just want to hear the credits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, duelinggenre.com is where you can find all of our shows. Uh, at TDC Pod is where you can tweet at us about anything Doctor Who related or any uh, thoughts you had listening to the episode. Uh, hearing from you guys, it's it's the cool. It's it's the second coolest thing about the show for me. The first coolest thing is of course talking to these two. Uh, email contact at the Doctor's Companion US. Tumblr. How's we could do some tumbles. We could we could you could use some we can use some more Tumblr action. And uh, as always, the Facebook. I don't I know, even I go on Tumblr, Tumblr anymore, no. to be totally <laughs> honest. Uh, special thanks yeah. to Patreon associate <laughs> producer Ed Foster. Be sure to go on duelinggenre.com slash support. And you can support the show like Ed. For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to over 100 podcasts. Well over 100 at this point. Uh, and we try to yeah. keep those evergreen. Mm-hmm. So they are as enjoyable, hopefully, as they were the day we recorded them. And uh, we really appreciate your financial help. Uh, it's how we get to do keep doing cool stuff. And uh, we will see you guys next time when we review Patrick Troughton's The Second Doctor's Adventure, The Macro Tale. Yeah.